Listening to the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph, a fan podcast about the CW show iZombie. My name is Robin, and this might be weird, but I think this episode just got me pregnant. Of course. <laughs> 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 My name is Stephanie, and Robin and I are going to have so much fun whilst talking about this episode together. <laughs> yes, we are. Uh, uh, wow. Uh, five, six, seven, eight uh, was. A blast. Oh, my God. It's so much fun. I think this was the best episode ever. 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 That, wow. Entire series. Well, uh, when we have our special guest that's coming on in a few minutes, uh, you know, maybe you can tell her. And uh, uh, just so uh, folks know that we have executive producer and the writer of this week's episode, 5678, Diane Ruggiero I'm so excited. Uh, uh, it's going to be a, a great conversation. We we haven't had her on since uh, she came onto our podcast for the one year anniversary of the pilot, and uh, did a commentary for anybody who wants to go back and check that out. You can listen to that episode or watching it on Netflix or you know your iZombie DVDs or what have you. And it's so hard doing commentaries because you're watching and trying to comment, and then you're afraid. Yeah. You know, you're like afraid to talk over, and afraid you're going to miss something that you're going to want to talk about late. Oh, it's just awkward. Exactly. So, yeah. Hopefully, we can get it all out this mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, first, we should talk about some news. Uh, nothing really <laughs> that I've heard, uh, but there's something awesome that uh, happened to me this past week. Uh, I went and saw Allie and AJ. So you are familiar with Allie and AJ's music. Like, I have no clue what this is. So it's like pop music? Um, Well, let me tell you. They are – this is like a comeback. Well, it's it's actually a couple years into their comeback, right? They – they're like, you know, they they were like 10 years ago, like kind of in the same vein as like a, like a Hillary Duff or, uh, you know, uh, like a young Britney Spears, that kind of thing. Like a, like a, Disney, a Disney Channel kid, Disney Channel kids, you know, and mm-hmm. I believe they're in that movie Cowbells together. <laughs> and, uh, you know, they, they put out a couple of albums uh, in the early 2000s that were, you know. I mean, I, I, I actually like uh, several of the songs on those earlier albums. I personally never listened to them until I started watching Aizabi. And I was like, well, wait a second here. One of these people that are in this cast is actually a part of a, uh, a pop duo with her sister. I should check it out. So, uh, you know, I kind of li- dipped into the earlier stuff um, when uh, when the show first started. But then... Their uh, EP 10 Years came out. Uh, I checked it out, you know, kind of expecting the same thing, and I was blown away. Like, uh, it's it's very much uh, like 80s uh, synth pop. It kind of brings me back to, like, I don't know, some older bands, like, I don't know, maybe like 
Banana Rama or or the Bangles or things, something like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Allie plays the keyboards and sings, and AJ, her sister, plays guitar and sings. And I, I really enjoy it. And they just released another EP called Sanctuary, and they decided to go on tour. And I couldn't believe it. Uh, you know, I live in the middle of nowhere, Vermont, and I'm very close to like an hour away. To where they ended up performing, which was middle of nowhere, upstate New York. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was uh, Clifton Park was upstate concert hall in Clif- Clifton Park, and I brought my wife as my beard. And yes, I was my I was probably the oldest guy there. Oh, actually, mm-hmm. I was pointing out to my wife. I was like, "Hey, look, those guys are older than me." <laughs> and we're, we soon realized, oh no, they're just dads that brought their daughters. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, you know, I I I love this cast, and it was so awesome to see um, our mayor uh, up on stage uh, rocking out. And uh, you know, I, I highly suggest it um, that if people are you know doubtful at all about um, their music, check out like the latest couple of EPs and uh, see if it see if it works for you. I I like it, and I really had a good time at the concert. I didn't I didn't meet her. I was hoping. I was hoping. Mm-hmm. I even she's t- very sweet. She is. She's just. She's exactly how you think she would be. All right. So you've met her, and I. It was like the, it's like the one thing. Like, <laughs> I mean, but I you did meet Rose, so that's good. <laughs> I know. I know exactly. I've met Rose and and Raul and, and Malcolm. You know, <laughs> like it's just like you know you, we want to cross like uh, uh, David and uh, Allie and and Bryce and and Jessica. Of course, I know them all by their first name. By the way. Oh yeah. Um, I almost want to call us, uh, you know, in recent, um, you know, young people slang, um, should we start calling ourselves a stand podcast for the CW show? I zombie was it, would that be weird? I don't know what that means. <laughs> you don't know what a stand is? No. All right. Well, I'll, folks, I won't drag this out any longer. Uh, I'll educate Steph, uh, off mic and, and let us get into the recap Welcome to the show, Diane Ruggiero writes, executive producer of iZombie, writer of this episode 5678. Of course, not eight spelled A T E. <laughs> Thank you. It has been uh, a long time since we had you on. We had you on uh, last talking over the pilots, doing a commentary, doing the, like, it's been a year since the pilot aired. Let's, let's talk over the pilot. But at the end of that, I kind of was kicking myself going, oh man, we couldn't really have like a, a freewheeling conversation with you. It was kind of like restricted to talking over the pilot. So I'm, I'm so glad you're here as a guest. (laughs) Oh, that's what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember talking to you. I don't, I didn't remember it was that far back. Was it me and Rob? Was it both of us? Just you, just you. Just me. Oh yeah. I try to stay away from that guy. It's trouble. (laughs) We had Rob on for the the Whopper when when that aired. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, gosh, welcome, welcome back to the show. <laughs> thank you, thank you so much. So, we should talk about this episode, and we'll get started. Um, well, first off, I mean, how how has it been? You know, you guys have wrapped up the season, and you're 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 moving into uh, Neptune territory right now, right? Well, it's it's so weird to be wrapped and like know the show is done, and it just seems like uh, yeah, I, I I get very emotional about it to tell you the truth. This was I said it before. This episode was kind of like my parting gift to myself. It was mm-hmm. a little like okay, what do 
yeah, what do I think will be fun for the fans and what do I think is fun, but what also do I want to see? (laughs) What's going to make me happy going out? And I knew that I had once wanted to do, um, uh, I tried to cover every aspect of my personality and the brains that Liv has been on. (laughs) And I think codependent was the last one, (laughs) you know, so, uh, so I wanted to get that in there and I just loved the idea of her and Ravi, of Liv and Ravi dancing together and, and, and Malcolm is such a, a naturally talented person in everything he does, but he's a fantastic dancer, and I wanted to see him dance, so it just seems like the perfect opportunity. That was one of our first questions, like, uh, you know, how much training did they have uh, before this? When you when you wrote this, did you know you were confident in, oh. in their talents in that in that regard? Well, I knew that, yeah, I knew Rose was a dance, Rose was danced kind of professionally, I believe, or she was professionally trained. And I knew Malcolm was a dancer that he had danced professionally. And oh. I hoped and I hoped that Raul would suck. Like I hoped that he would be really bad. And he seemed to be <laughs> like a little confident in his ability and I was like, Yeah, that doesn't bode well. He's gonna he's I'm hoping he has two less feet and that this just is really kind of torture for him because mm-hmm. I love to fuck with him. But <laughs> he wound up being really good. Like he did such a great job. Um, and I feel like he really did evolve, like, along with Robbie. He went from being, like, you know, he, he practiced, he rehearsed so much. And, you know, that's a lot to ask the actors to do. Like, oh, by the way, do this episode when you're in the middle of doing all this other stuff and then learn, take, take on this new talent role, you know. Mm. But um, they all were so game and they were all so into it. But they rehearsed the shit out of it. I mean, they really, they had to, like, you know, come in on the weekends and spend a few hours and then rehearse after filming. Like, they... It was a lot. It was a big undertaking and a lot to ask of them. And I was so grateful that they were so game and um, and up for it. And, and I think Raul had just, I think he had, he was boxing and had hurt his back, I think, right before. Mm-hmm. So I was so nervous about having him lift things. But then I realized the thing he would be lifting is Rose and she weighs like three pounds on the brick. So <laughs> <laughs> then I was okay. The preparation shows it looks like the, they put a lot into it. Yeah, I mean, they had this great choreographer, um, Heather, the, the choreographer, just she nailed it and was really great working with them. And I think they really enjoyed working with her, too. Uh, so it looks like they had a good time. I think they had a good time. And they also know it's like the show is coming to an end. That the, and they, I think they kind of enjoyed having that time together, which is mm-hmm. what I wanted to see. I wanted to see... I wanted to see Liv, Robbie, and Clive having fun together and being friends because we're not because that's that's where we've gotten to in the show and it's the fun of the show I think and yeah. um, that's what I was as a as a fangirl also along with being the co-creator I'm also a nerd and a fangirl so <laughs> that's what I wanted to see and and, it, and it's it was kind of is refreshing the the first two episodes were good but you know it, this was like a lot of fun uh and and it really did feel like you kind of left it all out in the field it was it's it the the fans have been requesting a musical for years i wonder if this is uh is this kind of like all right here's as close as we're going to get <laughs> <laughs> well we had the one music uh, gram um gram wrote a, a a musical uh in in an episode i think two seasons ago mm-hmm. um uh, and but yeah, I think this is kind of as close as we were going to get. Um, but it's still and also the, you know, I'm the director Viet and and I are both big fans of uh, of dance movies, and that's why if you'll notice the dance montage, it's 
I specifically wrote it so that it's it's pieces from every dance movie like ever made. Like there's <laughs> there's obvi- obviously some dirty dancing in there, yes. and um, there's obviously some shouts out to Footloose, and there's you know I, I basically and from Strictly Ballroom, um, the characters are named after characters from Strictly Ballroom, the extra, the um, uh. the murder victim people that they're fighting against or um, dancing against, I should say. Um, so I was just sending Viet all these clips and then I actually put it in the script that I wanted this, these specific, you know, beats of these other movies so that it would be kind of like a oh. shout out to them. So, so Tina and Lars were and doing they, Strictly Ballroom? Yeah, they're, they're from Strictly Ballroom. Oh, they, they are literally from Strictly Ballroom? No, 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 the character name. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, no, those, those actors are way too young. <laughs> <laughs> way too young. <laughs> and by the way, those actors were amazing. Yes. I love that. Like, they should have their, like, Tina, that girl should have her own show. Like, they were just great. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> they were sensational and good dancers. I loved it. <laughs> so, so, uh, so Tina and Lars is our character names from Strictly Ballroom. So, how about uh, Gulliver Mal, Mal, Marlboro? What the heck? I can't speak. <laughs> Marlo and Nancy Duvall. Or is there any sort of um, reason why they, those were uh, those are just? I think Rob wanted the Gulliver. I don't know Gulliver. why he wanted. I had a different name, but he wanted Gulliver for some reason. I don't remember why. Why did we have that? I can't remember. Um. There was, a, there was a very specific reason, and I can't remember. Um, I initially had the placeholder of naming them after two really codependent people that I knew, oh. but I also knew that I couldn't keep those names because if they ever saw the show, though, they probably wouldn't. They'd be like, did that bitch name those codependent people after us? So I, well, do they call I, themselves Pretty and G as well? <laughs> no, they didn't, and they're not dancers, but they still, you know, they're they're very much I bet you think the song is about you, so they probably would. They probably think <laughs> Living Clyde were named after them with you know, so um but yeah. I did I was a little disappointed though because um my husband's grandmother is um who is ninety five and is a huge fan of the show and a big fan of Clive, uh, of Malcolm in particular. Um but she's a dancer. She, you know, did a lot of dancing in her younger days and days and still at ninety five is is this fantastic dancer. So we named the studio. Um, there was a, a plaque that said that she was, it was Mary, but that she was trained at like the Mary Manley Academy, which is my husband's grandmother's name. And oh, nice. there was this sign that the art department made. And I was so excited that, you know, hoping that she would see it, but it's not in the frame. And uh-huh. so oh. I, beat the shit out of, I had to beat the shit out of the, uh, the director, but <laughs> he, he'll come around someday. Yeah. <laughs> So, so what is, uh, you know, what, what made you think that you wanted to, like, why did you decide to put like a, like not only these characters, like dancers that wanted to get out of New Seattle, but they're also codependent. What made you uh, decide to add that personality trait? Well, I wanted to do codependent brain. Like I knew that was the brain because dancer isn't really a brain. Dancer is just an ability. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so I knew, like, not joking when I said I was trying to cover all the aspects yeah. of my personality and live. Like, we pretty much got them all. Like, in all the episodes that I've written, it speaks in some way to things that I enjoy or things that I like. You know, we had the volatile. I did, you know, the volatile stripper. Not that I'm a stripper, but maybe I am. And, you know, like the, you know, the LARPing people and the superhero people and, you know, the yes. artist. Like, just all of it like there's so much of it that i'm like well write what you know (laughs) (laughs) in many respects so 
Um, I just thought codependent brain would be fun. And originally what I was hoping was that um, Viv and Ravi would be, Ravi would be on his monthly and he'd be able to eat the other part of a codependent brain or that major would, and that we would get to have, it's always fun when there's, you know, two people on the brain, the, the brain have some conflict or the brains have some familiarity, but the way it worked out was, you know, Robbie had already been on a brain in, in Rob's episode, so yeah. it wasn't his time of the month. So, but then I thought how great to see <laughs> Liv play both sides of the codependent relationship. And so she, it starts off with her being the needy person. Mm-hmm. And then when right when Ra- and Robbie's just the giver, the giver, the giver. And then when right when Robbie starts to be needy, <laughs> because he's so terrified, right when he starts to be the needy one in the relationship, she switches brains to be the giver. Uh-huh. So you still had the fun of Robbie being a part of the codependent relationship. Um, and so that was kind of great fun. I really enjoyed that aspect of it. It was it was it was genius to me because honestly, I mean, we've seen promotions for this episode for a few months now. We've seen the pictures, you know, the the stills they took and they you know kind of posted out there. Um, so I immediately thought, okay, so Rose, uh, you know, Liv is going to be on one dancer's brain and Ravi is going to be on the other dancer's brain. So I was not expecting even getting up to the episode that is going to be uh, the classic, you know, almost like a you know the dirty dancing thing where Liv as the dancer is now going to teach. Ravi, how how to dance and and you know get confidence in himself and uh, I thought that was that was brilliant. Oh well, thank you very much. Thank you. <laughs> and it we, works we were really. Going, we were going for brilliant. So. <laughs> yeah, and it works really well. We were well. going for entertaining brilliance. Does not uh, <laughs> never go for that. <laughs> it works really well with the dancers because dance partners are so close and they spend so much time together that you know, like with. Uh, Ice skating couples, people always assume that they're actually couples. Sometimes they're not. They're just very close because they spend so much time together practicing. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing that I thought about, too. I mean, I have, like, I could see very easily those people being, uh, anytime you're a partner of some sort, it lends itself to having, like, a more intense relationship if you have this, like, working partnership. So, yeah, it seemed to all kind of work out. It all, it all just kind of came together and uh i think the results are super fun and i was really proud of it and excited about it and um then i do i feel like i can well you know i mean i have another i mean obviously i worked on the rest of the show and i have another episode coming up but cool. this is kind of a, a special one for me yeah. i mean the, the next one i do the penultimate always and um uh-huh. you know that is that's you know literally called bye zombie yeah. literally another like goodbye to the show but um but this one, this episode in particular, was just very special to me, and uh, it was. Uh, I got to. I like the fun kind of stuff mm-hmm. more, I think, and so it was. I was happy to get to just have some ridiculous fun and just kind of give the fans stuff I thought would make them happy. Yeah, it was fun, and at the end, like ten minutes after the episode ended, I I, I thought. We didn't even find out who the murderer was, nope. and I don't even care. We did. Like, it was a very satisfying. We did. We did. He killed himself. He, impl- he implied that, actually, I think he outright said that he was the one that, uh, uh, you know, killed. He was meant to kill Nancy, but ended up killing Gulliver, and then he kills himself. So. But oh. by the way, Steph, here's the thing, yeah. Steph, 
you just kind of made me happy because I too am just like, do we need a murder? Like we tried, you know, we worked it out, whatever, there was a murder and, and you know, hopefully people found it interesting or whatever, but do we need it? Like, like this is, for me, I would have had a 40 minute dance montage. If it was up to me. Yeah. It was actually, they actually did a cut, um, for me of the dance montage that was like the the three minute version oh <laughs> of the entire song. And and it is it's my it's my it's my happy place. And I'm having a bad day sometimes I'll just put that on and uh it'll brighten brighten the day for me or Oh yeah, it um, made me so it made me want to dance. All I'm saying is dance. you know our email address <laughs> Diane, awesome. so if you want to send that to us, that's up to you. <laughs> <laughs> I know I wanted to I know I was like I want to post it but then I figured i'm not allowed but um uh, yeah. yeah it's i seriously i should send it to you because it's such it's such fun and yet the director just shot so much i mean he's he's a huge fan of the dance movies and he was so game and so into it and he just got everything uh-huh. <laughs> he got everything and it was so it was just delightful and i mean i think one of my favorite things is when, when malcolm is dancing <laughs> and you know you have those beats of him dancing on his own and there's yes. this one moment where he's he's teaching Raul and Raul walks off and he stops dancing and then he's like screw it and starts dancing again with this big smile yes. on his face <laughs> and just being called like smiling like beaming and dancing is the is just amazing it's just it's delightful it's just delightful it is were you ever uh, I mean I, I actually was talking to Steph about, you know, this episode coming up and I know she used to watch. So you think you could dance all the time. I've never watched any competitive dancing. Were, were you coming at it as a fan of the competitive dance or just uh, the dance movies? Um, well, I like the dance movies. I, I wouldn't say that I'm not a fan. I used to watch, um, I think the first couple of seasons of dancing with the stars was mm-hmm. kind of a, a special thing with me and my, my mom who was, um, who uh, is still in New Jersey, but and and has Alzheimer's. But she, um, uh, at the time, she was still a little bit with it enough to watch the show and enjoy the show to kind of have a conversation about it afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of a very special thing for us that I would purposely watch the show so that I could and be invested so that I could have something to, you know, share with her. But uh, so I was definitely, I definitely enjoy them and, and have been uh, a fan, but it's not something I watch religiously now. But the movies, if there's a dance movie coming out, mm-hmm. I will go see it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a, so, so the, the contest is called Dance of a Lifetime. Uh, it seemed to be set up in the first couple episodes as, uh, you know, Major was hearing these requests about two dancers that needed to go compete and need, needed access outside of New Seattle. Um, but in this one, it seems that actually know that in the competition, the winners get to leave new Seattle. So I just was wondering, like, I don't know. Were you, were you guys first intending for the competition to take place outside of new Seattle or, or am I just reading things wrong? (laughs) Yeah. That might've been like, Rob felt like we needed to set it up. So he added dialogue to the first two episodes. Cause you know how it's like, you're, you're just getting the script in for episode three when you're filming episode one. Mm -hmm. And, so the idea is that you're at the the contest to leave New Seattle happens in Seattle, and then whoever wins that part of it goes on to compete out. Yeah, of Robin, Seattle for that's how it. Thing. That's how it works, Robin. 
I mean, haven't you haven't you ever watched a dance show? You have to leave the contained zombie area before you compete on television. I mean, it gets together. It's the competition to get to the competition to get to the competition. Sure, 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 yeah. sure, sure. So they think that's what they do, and so you think you could dance? Come on, yeah. <laughs> I apparently need to watch more of those shows. <laughs> I did kind of feel bad for the other dancers because, you know, it, I almost feel like humans are being held hostage in this city. And, you know, if this well, is a way... Well, that's how you're supposed to feel. You're supposed to feel like they're being held hostage because they kind of are. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I'm glad you picked up on that. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so, you know, I, I, I see these other people trying to compete and here are, I mean, I guess it's implied at the end when, you know, Liv is like, did we win? Like, probably the answer is no, right? So, so the other... No, they did not win and like, yeah, no, and uh, I, I could, you know, the other couple uh, probably won. Yeah. Let's just say they won. <laughs> well, I, I wish that we were seeing, I wish that we had the foresight to actually film that. So in the background of another scene, that's, that's playing them, them competing. <laughs> so um, that would have been awesome, but we did not do that because, uh, yeah, I wish we would have, that would have been fun. <laughs> I really liked how, uh, Rose, I, you know, especially in rewatching the episode a couple of times, uh, Carlina Britch, who plays Nancy, I, I felt mm-hmm. like Rose must have studied her or the scene or vice versa. Carlina, uh, uh, studied what Rose was doing. Do you, do you know anything about how that went? I think that Rose is so, here's what I think. <laughs> and I'm going to say it like it's true. Okay. Uh, to me, Rose is so locked in to how I write stuff because she always just gets it. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So I think she, I think she really, I mean, I don't know if she saw that performance first. I don't think she did, mm-hmm. but I think in the writing of it was kind of clear how I was hoping she would be. And I know that it was clear to Viet, the director. So he probably also guided her, but Rose is really, she's just locked in, yeah. you know, and I, <laughs> write something she's always just on it like she gets what it is i'm going for and um uh so i think that it's just i I love that what i just said just made it sound like the writing is so good (laughs) (laughs) that's that's basically what i'm saying it's like it's so easy because the it's all there in the writing i mean she barely had to do anything no um she's just she's just great and Mm -hmm. um she might have seen the other actress who was also just wonderful, mm-hmm. but I also think that the director probably told her how he was seeing it mm-hmm. for that other actor if she hadn't seen it yet. And they probably both did it the correct way, which made it look very similar. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's exactly what was my... Thank you. <laughs> you know what? Thank you for making my point. I'm blathering on for like 10 minutes. You're like, is this what you mean? <laughs> Uh, it, okay, so it's great uh, a, a classic iZombie episode Where we have We now have Liv on a brain That's helping with the case And a cooking sequence uh, The brain salsa yeah. So I was really happy to see that back as well Yes yeah. I was, we, had, we, were almost, we had two Originally in the script there were two So that when she made the crepes There was another um, oh, right. uh, brain sequence But we had to cut it for time And I'm glad that we did Because we had to cut, cut it for production so, which was good because it left more time for the dance montage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's the thing. I think it's good to break with from the normal structure of an episode, but I like the, there's certain things that I enjoy in, a, in an episode. I, I like when it's like, Liv is on the case 
and she's not a very specific brain and there's fun and the uh, the yeah. brain montage like all the standard all the greatest hits is my jam so mm-hmm. um i'm happy that we had all that too yeah like we got the visions back yes yes this episode i love and a also i love a voiceover mm-hmm. yeah. yes. i would just and turn the... out the same show week after week i'm probably super boring and it would probably would have been on for 15 minutes <laughs> but um and the little boy like raged out that was yeah. a, that's that's a, a, one of the greatest hits yes i love a not necessarily a child but you know, i'll take it if that's all i can get uh, but i'll rage out i enjoy <laughs> full on zombie mode <laughs> uh so, on zombie mode. So, so uh, Liv, Liv dances in, and I really love uh, Viet's camera that's with her. I, I don't know. It just kind of yeah. swirls around her. It gets right up and up to her. Uh, there's another part where um, where she brings the clothes to Ravi, and just it's just yeah. it looks so different and so lively. And uh, just Rose's yeah, face is, uh, is is amazing. Um, Explain this line. Happy surprise. This floor is made for Bartukadas. Well, that's a dance. The happy, like, it's supposed to be like, it's like, <laughs> the line is just like, well, isn't this a pleasant surprise? Okay. Um, uh, I've just discovered that this floor was made to do this dance move. Essentially <laughs> is what it means. Happy surprise. Oh, is just okay. ha- is, is, happy surprise is a thing that a friend of mine says before he says, what this you know like happy surprise my seat vibrates yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? so that was just like you know happy to happy surprise this shower nozzle comes off <laughs> so uh that is what happy surprise is and then okay. the spazzicata is a is a dance move and by the way i you know i had i uh, there's a, a, a writer, Michael Narducci, who, who th- did the originals, and he's this great writer. But his wife, Mimi, is this amazing professional dancer. And um, uh, so I called her and was like, Mimi. I called Black, so I called Michael, and I was like, can I talk to your wife? And uh, he said no. And I said, please. And he, okay. So I talked to her, and she helped me, you know. And it's all very much like, yes, I want the dance move that looks good, but it also has to sound funny for the line, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. So I talked to her. I talked to my friend Jimmy, um, who's a dancer, and um, and then I actually went and took and interviewed a ballroom dancing couple, and uh, uh, yeah. And then oh, wow. once Heather, the the actual choreographer, came on, she you know she guided me and said change this line to this because we're going to do this dance move, and then we had to because it, it is like learning a different language when I mean, you know nothing about dancing, <laughs> and like when she was saying, you know, when there's a line when um, the Paso Doble and uh, the guy says, because the the long and means always think they're matadors, it was talking (laughs) to them about like what kind of dances would they do and someone had said, well people might think that um, Ravi would do a good uh, they mentioned, like we were talking about what kind of dances would look good for um, Raul to do because of his height difference and they mentioned that very tall people um usually do the pasta doble and then that made me think like oh okay so if they know that that means dancers know that so that's when i made the joke about them thinking they're matadors which makes it sound like i know something about dancing (laughs) but i don't i just am i i like to think i'm good at interviewing people and getting what i need out of them so it sounds like i know what the fuck i'm talking about when i know nothing oh i hear you (laughs) (laughs) um hey uh, so so a little bit. I, w- I wasn't sure if you had this 
you know, in your iZombie database, you know, in, in your mind, in your writer's mind. What, was there a time, I swear there was a time when we kind of heard that Clive was into dancing. Maybe maybe around like the Hurt Stalker when we heard about him, him into being into Game of Thrones and cooking and the piano. Wasn't it mentioned before? It was. I think it was mentioned at one point. I, I can't so specifically too. note when it was mentioned. Oh, okay. But I think it was mentioned before. Yeah. And I will. I will give a spoiler. Okay. No, I won't. Oh. <laughs> oh. We almost had her, you guys. <laughs> Fuck it. Yes. Fuck it. I'm giving a spoiler. Yes. We will see Clive dance again. Yay! Yes. Oh, I'm That's very great. excited. You know, I love. Uh, you know, I'm not sure if did you. I'm sure it was something you wrote into the script, but Clive's disgusted reaction when Ravi says he does some freestyle dancing. Oh yeah, <laughs> because uh, by the way, I feel like I feel like I might have witnessed that exchange <laughs> because I think that's so. What would happen is Raul would just say like, "Oh yeah, I'm pretty good," and Mel would be like, "Oh yeah." <laughs> <laughs> like, so um, yeah, that was his reaction. And his and basically, whenever uh, I think for most of the writers on the show, and definitely for me, whenever we're writing anything. Any scene that Clive is in, the thing that you want is something to happen that he has to give a facial reaction yes, to. Yes. <laughs> um, there's a line when um, in the scenes with him and Bazio, she she says I, something about the bank. What a facial nervous facial expression she was just treated to. <laughs> yes. Um, and I always, I always, that's, that's something I refer to it as the banquet of Clive expression. So. <laughs> I love uh, Miss Everly, by the way. This is me if the cops decided to get me involved in some sort of case and I could just kind of help them at all. Like, <laughs> okay, we're undercover. Like, oh, you're undercover. Okay, so so what do I do? <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I had a, an actually cut another scene that she was trying to really be uh, – there was a top of another scene where she was really trying to be in it. and Because <laughs> that's how I would be. I live just waiting for someone to be like, Diane, can you solve this? Because I think that I'm fucking <laughs> – I spent years just thinking I was Veronica Mars, and now I'm like, well, now yeah. I'm Veronica Mars and as a detective, so <laughs> suck it. I'm in. I love this. Um, <laughs> so I loved her too, and I really enjoyed it. And that actress is really good. And I wanted her to be like, there is um, uh, Shall We Dance, the J-Lo movie with Richard Gere that was based on a, um, I think it was a, I don't remember if it was a Korean movie or I think it was a Korean movie yeah. of the same name. Um, which is great. The original is amazing, and I enjoy the J.L.O. Richard Gere one, and I defy anyone to, to fight me on it. Mm-hmm. But um, there's a, the lady that runs that um, dance studio is, is, was the prototype for that character. She's this former dancer who still has her body and still wears the tights and the mm-hmm. flowy top and kind of glides in everywhere and is super perky, and you can tell she still bangs, you know. <laughs> so I was like, that's how I wanted Miss Everly to be, and that actress was great. Uh, uh, speaking of, uh, I, said, I said still bangs, like anyone says bangs. I don't know why. <laughs> I was going to say fucks, and then I just felt bad to use uh, saying fucks around that actress, but she doesn't bang. Miss Everly fucks. She's not bangs. She fucks like nobody's business. It slaps. I don't know. What do the kids say? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, so, so Rose, I, I gotta say Rose in the red hair wig and the tan skin. Oh my God. Uh, Dracaris. That's, so That's what I wrote down. Dracaris. <laughs> Just fire. <laughs> That's fucking hysterical. <laughs> yes. She is. She's the, first of all, she's so, it, it's sometimes she, 
she might think I'm a little dumb because sometimes I'll be talking to her and I just get lost because I'm trying to figure out how her face works. Like there's just like it's just so beautiful. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to do the math on it. Like, how are you a person? How is this a real face? <laughs> You know, and then she'll just change it and put on a wig or put on different eyeshadow and you're getting a whole different thing. And it's her in that wig and that outfit. I have two pictures from the show uh, that I I just actually cleaned out my eyes on the office. But prior to that, there were two photos that I had up as like my happy kind of photos. And one is her um, second season, I think, when she's in that... um, the frat brother episode and she has that caution tape dress yes. on <laughs> and then the next one is her and and this outfit which is just you know just amazing uh-huh. i mean she's just her, her when she's walking in and he does that pan up and you see those legs yep. too i'm like those legs are just why yeah we, we decide to take the hottest girl in the world and do a zombie show that she's completely covered from <laughs> every episode it's like we're idiots uh-huh Oh gosh, that pan up, like uh, revealing oh revealing uh, Rose's outfit, and then just Rel there with a the smolder. The, just oh, and of course God. his outfit it is flames too, as well. Yes, it's too. Yeah, and I did. You know, I sent the costume Michelle, the costume designer, just some kind of ideas for what I was looking for, and um, you know, part of me just wanted the most ridiculous outfit ever for mm-hmm. Raul, but. But I wanted Rose to just have, like, the hottest outfit, but I wanted him to look ridiculous. <laughs> but they also kind of had to go together. And, and you know, I'm not a costume designer. I'm just a writer. So, uh, you know, I sent things, and I was like, I don't know. And she, she just came up with the perfect <laughs> – she just <laughs> nailed it. And exactly, like, he had the right amount of ridiculousness, that uh-huh. plunging neckline and the flames. And he's yes. probably wearing that outfit right now, by the way. <laughs> That's <laughs> a great outfit. He's literally like assembling some sort of uh, Star Wars model yeah. and wearing that outfit. <laughs> right now. Well, it was really funny and to I see him for it. to see him show up at the crime scene at the end of the episode. Oh my god! <laughs> in the outfit, he's so, he was so exceptionally good. I mean, he's always great, and it's so funny because I could say it about any episode. He was so exceptionally good in this episode. He's great in every episode, but just. Uh, everything he did, I want. I was trying to live tweet, which I'm horrible at, and shouldn't even bother because I just say stupid things, and I have three followers, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> hey, know? we're listening. They're like, thanks, Diane. The three <laughs> people that follow me, but um, but I couldn't because every time I wanted to say something, it was just going to be like, I love that moment, Raul. I love that look from Raul. I love how he said that. Like it's all just going to be me talking about how much I love everything they do, and <laughs> I guess that kind of gets boring unless you're them and you like to hear about how amazing you are. But. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like you set up some unintentional iZombie canon uh, in this episode, and I, I just want to tell you this. Um, the actor that plays – okay, so you had Frank and Lola talking to Clive, and yeah. Frank is played by an actor named Albert Nicholson, who was previously okay. in the episode He Blinded Me With Science as a technician that worked at uh, Max Rager. So I yeah. love the idea that a scientist escaped the Max, Max Rager party and just decided to become a dancer after that. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I guess you guys never heard of twins. I mean, we did it with Donnie and Scotty, obviously. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's dancer. true. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the, you know, the other character that he played was just called Technician. So maybe that was like Hank instead of Frank. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe he was the technician that escaped. Yeah, I think. Yeah. Okay, I'll, I'll be honest with you. He was the technician that escaped, and he played the vital role at yes. the end of the, this season. Yes. He doesn't. <laughs> I wish he did. He'd be so cool and awesome. <laughs> Finale's called Bye, Frank. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Um, the lazy squid. I swear that looks just like the slow roll or even the trivia bar from the exterminator. Do you know anything about that location? <laughs> no, okay. I will tell you this though. Naming that effing bar <laughs> was such a pain in the ass. Really? We, I literally, that is the most names I've ever gone through and, <laughs> and, and clearances because you wanted something. Cause he has the line that's like, how is there dancing? It's called a lazy squid. <laughs> yes. So I had a line. I don't remember what the original bar name was it was like the sleeping beaver or something I, I, just, I don't remember but it was it was something that spoke to you go here and just chill out yeah and um everything that we had like i came up with the most absurd titles that spoke to that and every there was a bar every single one of them you couldn't use because there was a bar named that and finally we just picked the word lazy yeah and we just made a list of animals <laughs> and we had a list and we just kept going through and finally I was like okay what is something that no bar is going to and I have to say it was probably like our 25th attempt was Lazy Squid yeah. and and then I was like that's actually kind of a great name <laughs> I would totally want to go to a bar called Lazy Squid um, okay so there's a line that says uh, Robbie says you know how we finish finish, finish each other's and then Liv says sentences. I'm wondering if that's a Frozen joke, kind of directed towards Kristen at all. <laughs> Instead, uh, of, I was waiting for her to say no. sandwiches. <laughs> oh yeah, no, that wasn't. Oh. That was uh, that was uh, just setting up the next of and often read each other. It was, also, yeah. it was just setting up a codependent kind of. I mean, this just a joke, kind of setting up. You know, them enjoy, her enjoying being in this codependent relationship with him and him figuring out <laughs> in that moment. I can't have a regular conversation with her because she's on this brain. How do I speak to this codependent person in a way that she's going to be interested and understand? And so that was his attempt. But no, it wasn't. I wish I was that present to think about to think about it. It's so funny. Sometimes when I think when I watch Frozen, um, like I have to, I forget Chris. Like it's not like I forget that it's yeah that it's Kristen. It's it's just that like. I don't think about it all the time because I think I would be embarrassed by how much <laughs> you have to kind of step when you have to deal. Like I kind of have to separate myself from being a fan girl yeah. and working with these people. You know what I mean? Even though, of course, when I showed my son frozen, I was like, Mommy knows her. You know? yeah. <laughs> like, and he's like, no, you don't. I really do. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it's true. Uh, my, my, my kids just started watching uh, Power Rangers and they popped on Power Rangers RPM. And I was like, I met her. <laughs> <laughs> the oh Ranger. yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> I can't wait for Rex to see that because he thinks Rose is he calls Rose his girlfriend Rose. Uh, so um, <laughs> my son is six years old, and he's not. I mean, that's the other thing that's really you know the amount of time we've done the show and we shot the pilot. My son was fourteen months old, mm -hmm. so all those actors um, have known him you know since he was a baby. He started you know before he could walk and. Uh, and, you know, he was up there for filming the pilot and I have all the, you know, a photo of him and Rose holding this big giant baby. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and um, so they so it's really kind of he's he met Rose in her zombie costume. Um, you know, she, she had the wig on and she had her zombie makeup on. And um, so then he and he met her that way several times. And then he saw her on the street on Larchmont by where we live. And she was like, Rex. And he. <laughs> <laughs> he did not recognize her and she was like oh but then when he sees you know anytime he sees a photo of her he says that's that's my that's my girlfriend rose but when he sees her in regular life he's like that's just another pretty girl that's not my girlfriend, that's not my girlfriend rose. <laughs> 
So he has a little Lego. Um, I found this this woman on Etsy makes uh, Legos that uh, she had eye zombie Legos, and I bought him a, a little live Lego, and he was he was super psyched. It's a little live Lego with a brain, and and that's his girlfriend Rose Lego. <laughs> Have you gotten the action figure? I've I've got that uh, right above my head, actually. Yeah, I got the action figure. Like, I can't tell you. <laughs> I mean, I, I guess people could understand how unbelievably happy that that makes me. Like, yeah. as the nerd girl I I am, to uh, to have an action figure based on a character that you had something to do with, yeah. like that. Like, I mean, Chris. I mean, Chris and Michael obviously created the, the Gwen character, and. Yeah. And that's what the catalyst for this is. So it's really them. And but but I'll just pretend for me that I had something to bigger to do. You know that it's well, just yeah. such a, it's so it's it, it's the best. It's it really definitely is the best. Live. I had it by my desk, yeah. and it's uh, um, you know, and even the Funko stuff. It's just, yes, it's the best. <laughs> that's when we were coming up with the the you know how we were going to we wanted the character to look, and we we loved the the white haired look of of the original. Um, um, graphic novel, and um, but we wanted her to be a costume. We wanted people to be able to cosplay her, mm-hmm. but also I, um, uh, you know, we had this thing where she's eating in the pilot. She's eating brains out of a Tupperware, and um, mm-hmm. I think she's using is she using chopsticks? I think so because I want, yeah, she's using chopsticks. Yeah, yeah. Because there's this gallery, this art gallery by where I live called the 1988 Gallery, and they have a lot of pop culture art, and you know, so they'll have nights that you know. Uh, you know, a, a Romero night or a Star Wars night or a Stephen King night or even, even um, you know, like Orphan Black. They'll mm-hmm. have all artwork from Orphan Black and it's all these different artists, art, artists, that's a word, <laughs> artists <laughs> that do kind of, you know, takes on pop culture um, and it's amazing. And I just thought, personal goal <laughs> is that I want someone to draw that. I want to see that. I want to see one of those type of drawings of this zombie girl with a Tupperware eating brains and that someone did it. Someone did it and sold it on Etsy. And I was just thrilled. I, was, I knew it. I knew someone would tap into that and find that appealing. It made me so happy. And I don't own it. That's the thing that's sad though. I saw it and one of the girls at work bought it. And I didn't get it, and and now I don't have it, and it makes me very sad. Um, I, there's there's a lot out there, though. I mean, I've seen I've seen plenty. We get we get it, you know, attached in in our mentions, like you know, a lot. You know, hey, I I just drew this, and we always try to retweet it. So okay, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so um, Peyton, I I was hoping to see Peyton come in and see uh, Ravi in the middle of this. Was there any? I mean, because Basio comes in and sees what's going on. Uh, was there any uh, yes. thought of having Peyton uh, see what Ravi was doing? Yeah, we had. There was a scene in which they were rehearsing that Peyton um, was supposed to come in for that had to get cut. Mm-hmm. That was going to be uh, a part of it. And there was a scene at the end. There was there was a, there was a whole storyline that was also between Ravi and Peyton. Oh. In that uh, he was kind of the the sounding board for her um, fight with Major. Okay. And that at the end of the episode, you had um, Robbie dancing with Peyton. Oh. So he comes home and he's still in his little outfit. And she's like, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> and then he dances with her. Great. And it, it got, it wound up getting cut. Uh, I mean, you know, he did. You know, she did enjoy him in a suit of armor at one point. So, 
Exactly. <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, uh, another moment I loved. This is just, you know, the, the Chris, Ar- Chris Farley interview at this point where I just go, remember that time? Uh, no, uh, <laughs> there's a, the, uh, the, the moment where they're about to start the dance, the, the, the end dance. And Ravi realizes she's quoting CNC music factory to him. And that's, that's funny. <laughs> but then, uh, you know, Rose Liv uh, drops this little like kind of I know, I don't know the moment. She crinkles her nose. Yes. So, is, that, is that what so, you're talking about? Yes, yes. So that cute. moment, I saw that for the first time and I was like, I would literally take my lung out and hand it to her. I'm so in love with her. Like, how <laughs> percent, like she's, she's so adorable and it's, it was the perfect thing to do and it, yeah, it's the best. I, I'm so glad that you loved that too. <laughs> That's a magic moment. That should be in like a best of uh, reel for like, this series. Oh my God. For sure. Yeah. Yes. What were you going to say, I, Steph? Yeah, it made me so happy. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I'm just laughing. So happy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just, oh, just, oh, this is so delightful. So delightful. <laughs> I'm so happy that you liked it. How about Ronaldo Sylvain? Is there a, a reason behind that name? Or is that the end of like a list of different names that you decided on? Ronaldo Sylvain being uh... um, his name was Fernando. Oh, Fernando. And his it, no, originally his oh, name okay. was Fernando, but we couldn't clear it, and it was Fernando just because I wanted to have that ABBA song, which we could never <laughs> afford yeah. at one point. But um, and then Sylvain is just this playwright I know that uh, an actor and playwright I know who his name just was in my head uh-huh. for some reason that day. <laughs> Um, okay. I said, I don't know if he's a playwright. I think he might just be, he has, he's a theater guy. My husband's a theater guy and know him from that. Um, okay. So we've talked like crazy about the dance stuff, but I have to hit the other, other parts of the episode too, which are really good too. Sure. I really thought that, um, I have to say, first of all, I missed the live, uh, airing of this episode cause I was at an Ali and AJ concert. Uh, so- <laughs> Oh my God. So it was really fun to show up. Yeah, I was the oldest guy there. Uh, but so it was really fun to uh, uh, come home. And, you know, I think Allie and uh, uh, Robert Buckley had some uh, great uh, meat to chew on in, in the scenes that you've given them this week. Yeah, I wanted to see. I don't know why that was like a bucket list thing yeah. for me for the show was wanting to see them have a fight. But um, when she tells him, first of all, uh, Allie saying that maybe you're out of your depth line. Yeah. So like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. I never want her to be mad at me. Um, <laughs> so good. And then when he chases after her and he's like, Peyton. And yeah. and I'm like, oh, shit. I never want Buckley to be mad at me. <laughs> like, it was, it just, it was exactly what I had hoped for. And they're both so good. And, and I'll tell you something. Like, originally, mm-hmm. when we were conceiving of the show, I had pitched to Rob that I had wanted um, Major and Peyton to get together. And it was oh. that I had pitched that, um, you know, when after the first season when he's, you know, stops, he's in the pilot, he's playing video games with that other girl that was around for a yes. little bit. Yeah. That Liv completely moves away from him and that you see that in trying to take care of Liv and, and that they grew closer together. And and then we were like, yeah, no, we're not going to do that because we wanted to keep them together. But that was like a pitch at one time. But I've always... I've always wanted them to have a friendship or a relationship in a way that we could see things independent of Liv and independent mm-hmm. of Robbie. And just, it's also great when you have actors in the same show that don't get to be in a lot of scenes together, let alone a lot of scenes alone. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so it was it's something I really wanted to to see. Yeah, because I mean, you know, as as a viewer, I'm looking around uh, like the apartment, for instance, and seeing the pictures on the fridge, and you can, you know, this, you know, Peyton didn't just meet Major, you know. At the beginning of the show, they they've been friends. It seems as long as college, yeah, as long yeah. as major I've been, yeah. So yeah. it was great to see that, and and it was funny. Uh, it, I, it's funny that you say that how that was your original intention because here well, they it was are. only mine. Rob was like, no fucking way. Oh, yeah, I'm yeah, uh, sorry. One of your you know original ideas at the time, and you know I got passed over. But when they're they're fighting and you know it, it gets loud for a second, there I was like, are they trying to build up a no? Okay, never mind. <laughs> Because it seemed like yeah. there's some tension there, you know. They're just yeah. two hot actors. They're just <laughs> gorgeous yeah. together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And who knew that two beautiful people fighting could be such a fun watch? Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Not> me. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I just think that they. Uh, I, I knew that they would just be good together. In that, there's something about the two of them having a fight that just seemed really appealing. And then when he kind of is apologetic and she gets it, like it just it was. I loved seeing them. I loved seeing them have a relationship, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was. I thought it was a good thing to have before we left to get to see them together yeah. and and their friendship. I think uh, words went through my mind when I, when I heard uh, Major say, "Maybe you can take my word for it." I uh, was thinking to myself a long time ago. We used to be friends. <laughs> <laughs> you are locked into the Veronica Mars stuff. Yeah, it's funny. Rob will throw in a Veronica Mars reference uh, here and there. Yeah. I'm always uh, – I, I never do that because it always makes me feel uh, – I can't do it because it makes me feel like I'm pan- like I'm kissing Rob's ass if I do it, even though if I want to do it. But if it comes from Rob, it's okay. But when other people do it, I'm like, you're kissing Rob's ass. Mm. <laughs> even, if, even if it's right there and I want to do it, I'm like, I can't do that. I'll seem like I'm, you know, trying to butter him up. But when he does it, it's then it's fun. <laughs> well, we just did a full Veronica Mars rewatch in our hiatus waiting for the, the final season. So we're, we, we do have Veronica on our mind quite a bit. <laughs> so, Oh. Um, uh, That's you, very fun. Uh, yeah. Hopefully not the final season. You mean the new season of the reboot? Oh no, I meant before the final season of iZombie. We, we, we did oh, 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 okay, yeah, okay. I'm Which sorry. I wish was okay. the final wow. season. Don't kill us already. We just came back. <laughs> <laughs> Although you did get a, a Veronica reference in here when uh, Stan is uh, eulogizing uh, Baron. Yeah, but Rob, but Rob did that. He oh, added okay. that in, so I kind of got away with that. And it was also Weevil. I mean, you know, yeah. Francis. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we talked about that. We do have to mention this, uh, the Bozano Baby Blues. That's what I wrote my notes. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, th- this whole – Steph, you actually said something about – didn't you got some tears at the end of this, right? Oh, God, yes. This just was wonderful because oh. Bozio is not jealous of Michelle. Yes, thank you. She's supportive. Thank you. And she realizes yeah, I mean, I... that she needs – a, a part of a, a friend and a helper and yeah, two, two women supporting each other. Yeah. That's great. Instead of being that's jealous. What I, that was the whole catalyst for the idea. And I know that some people were upset that Clive was having, you know, baby mama drama or whatever, but um, I liked the, I, I, first of all, I loved having him in these, these kind of wanting to see him be a father and wanting to see him in Bazio and, 
um, I liked the, I, I just liked that conflict and I liked seeing Dale as such a strong character and, but it, it was good to see her have a problem with it and kind of even, and, and be honest about like, I'm trying my best here. Like, yeah. I'm kind mm-hmm. of not like, she wants to be the only one that's having a baby with him. And, and I liked his point too of like, I can't, in saying I want you to have a DNA test, we're saying we hope it's not true. And that's just a horrible thing. And that's kind of slightly ripped from, like, I, when I was pregnant with my son, there was a lot of people for various reasons who were unhappy about me and my husband being together and were unhappy about us having a baby. And it was very, you know, when most people have a baby, people are thrilled and they're, you know, they're throwing you, well, I did have people throw me a shower, but for the most part, everyone's super psyched and they're, you know, everyone's congratulating you and it's this whole big joyous time and for some people it's not like that and and it's horrible it's a really painful thing and um i loved having the opportunity to have someone voice that but also having clive as a character be that noble and that um thoughtful and that understanding to know like that's not i'm not comfortable with being unhappy about any baby like i'm not comfortable making someone feel bad about being pregnant. I know it's not the ideal situation, but that's just not who I am as a man. Uh, I can't, I'm just not comfortable doing that. And, and, and realizing that she doesn't have anybody. And that's a hard thing to say to your wife, you know, who's, uh, you know, who's not necessarily, you know, who's pregnant and vulnerable in a way as vulnerable as Basio can ever be. Um, Cause she's not a very vulnerable person, but uh, raw, I'll just say. And, and so I really, uh, that, I, I was kind of proud of that scene and felt good about it. And then Bazio's turn of, um, you know, being there from Shell and that again speaks to the fiber of who these two characters are. She's, she's a good, solid person and she, she knows Clive loves her and she knows that she doesn't have anything to be jealous of. And, um, and, and she's about the sisterhood, you know, yeah. and, uh, yeah. It's so funny. Someone, one of the um, the AV club, who I guess hates me because they always give me a shitty grade on every single episode I write. Um, and yeah, like, I read those I wanna, too. Yeah. I want to act like I don't read those reviews, but it's like the first thing I do, and then I see it, and I'm just like, "Why does she hate me? What do I have to do?" Um, I was so cocky about this episode too. I was like, "Get ready for my AV club A plus." <laughs> yes. Like, uh, but um. And then I hope she doesn't listen. She probably shouldn't. I doubt she doesn't listens listen to, to our podcast. Um, but um, yeah, she hates the show. Why would she listen? Um, <laughs> but she had said at the bottom, like, surely Diane Ruggiero uh, yeah. right, had a uh, personal experience with the bad. No, I didn't. Um, it's actually, you know, just creating a character. Mm. <laughs> Picking a character and having it be a story. I was getting pretty mad at that duel, though. <laughs> I was like, I was, I was mad at her too. Yeah. I was mad at her too. But people do shit like that all the time. I mean, I don't like, yeah, she was, but you know, I've never seen that happen, but I'm sure it happens. Does a woman actually um, need a partner in Lamaze class? Can't they, can a woman just yeah. learn breathing and. No, because you need someone, you're supposed to hope it's like a coach. You're supposed to have mm-hmm. someone there to like, if, if you're having just a birthing class, I guess. Yeah. You could, um, but part of Lamaze is having a partner who's going to do these exercises with you, and a lot of it is like positioning, and I'm going to rub your belly while you're doing this, and I'm going to, like, it's, I, I think so, just in my research, yeah. it, it was, so. Um, 
And, uh, and yeah. Also, but... Clive had this like legit question about breach birth, and she's like, "USB life, light, and love." You're like, we're not, no, no more information. I like the doula because she was really full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> because yeah. she she was phony like she's not really light in love yeah. you know the real exactly. her is the you know next time you come to the class have a partner that's the real yeah, her she's just being phony just be like yeah she's full shot thank you for getting that <laughs> exactly <laughs> Yeah, that was the the second kind of big twist in this episode that I wasn't expecting. I mean, the first uh, was I was expecting Ravi to be on her brain too. Uh, the second one was just you were expecting. Okay, here we go. Basio is going to be upset. They're going to break up. Something's going to happen that's going to split them up, and uh, you know, and Clyde's going to be in a, in a world of hurt. And uh, it seemed that you know Basio, you know, tough situation as it is, she still was like you know. Th- that it really spoke to her character that she decided to just say, no, come over here. I'll, I'll help you. You know, it was beautiful. And I think it always, yeah, I think it also speaks to her relationship with Clive and that he told her how he felt about it. Yeah. And she actually listened to it. She was actually present enough to hear what her husband is saying. Instead of just hearing her own thoughts, she's here's why you feel that way. And thank you for reminding me that I'm, cool and mm. and so yeah and i love how she played it i mean jessica's just i want to see jessica be in every show yes. she's so brilliant and so i love the yeah, I, want to see, I really enjoyed that <laughs> i want to see I'm jessica sorry? Harmon in a show written by you i want to see her the lead of a show with you writing it that would doing anything i don't care what she's doing well i think that's a fantastic idea and we should make that happen yes okay <laughs> call jessica right now um and say jessica what would you like to do because yeah seriously i would um i mean that's one of the things too about the show ending that's so heartbreaking is because i'm like i want to write a show for you and i want to write a show mm. for you and i want to write a show for you yeah. and um i am doing another show with Viet, the director we sold a project together um Ooh. so but hopefully that'll go. I'm just writing the pilot now. We sold something to Amazon. But, um, but yeah, I'm just like, I want to write the Rose MacGyver show. But I also want Malcolm to be in it and Raul. And, well, that's just, I don't want to again. So, you know, can Buckley and Allie come? And Blaine and uh, Anders. So, yeah. Um, I do have the Anders thing that I was trying to convince him to do, which <laughs> then he, he does it for a couple of days and then he blows me up, which is just um, two minutes of Anders. Because <laughs> I think, like, every day you should get your two-minute dose of, of David Anders. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I was like, that should just be a thing. You just post every day two minutes of Anders. And whenever I say that to him, he'll he'll send me for a couple days in a row two minutes of, of him uh, doing his Anders stuff. And it's amazing. And then he gets busy because he's David Anders. And he's oh, got time to give me two minutes. He was so great <laughs> in the first episode of the season. So great. I love that he commercial. He always yeah. yeah, she's just fucking brilliant. It's, <laughs> it's, it's ridiculous. So good at being bad. Mm-hmm. I know. Well, or he's just bad and not that talented. <laughs> no. <laughs> the whole Mr. Sark, died. the Mr. Sark thing is just was just him just being himself, and then <laughs> exactly. Yes. Uh, well, I, do we have any more questions for Diane, Steph? Did you have anything more? I don't think so. I mean, do you want to like tease? Could you possibly tease any more? I mean, obviously you've already spoiled the entire season by what you gave away here today. Uh, <laughs> but do you want to tease uh, the, anything that's coming down the line, even even in your own episode? Um, hmm. 
Well, I don't know if I could do that. I can tell you there's another fun episode coming up that Bob Dearden, who I know has been on the show, has a, has a, like a noir episode that Ooh. I uh, find delightful. Oh, I can't wait. Um, that's coming up, and so I can see that. But yeah, I'm so bad. It's funny because we were doing, you know, Veronica Mars kind of a part part of the season of I Zombie. We were Rob and I were also doing Veronica Mars, mm-hmm. and and you can't say a thing about anything about Veronica. I mean, I, I, I they might be mad that I just said. The name Veronica. <laughs> I can't say anything. Like people ask me questions, and I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't really there. I just, I, uh, don't talk to me, and I run away. Um, but um, I also, it's so there's so much happening that I'm like, what can I say and what can I say? So, yeah, I don't know. I could just stick to like the fun and and nothing else because <laughs> I don't want to give anything away <laughs> okay. or get in trouble. All right. But actually, actually, you know, my job is over, so fuck it. I can tell you guys everything, uh, yes. right? Okay, so here's what happens. I'm um, no. kicking back. Go ahead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I, I'm wrapped. No, right. I would never. Well, we Rob just... Hunt me down. We will be... We're just looking forward to what everybody does next, and we will follow you all to mm-hmm. whatever show you do. And we just hope that the show ends on a very happy note. Well, you can talk to Rob. <laughs> Rob handles the ending. I'm the I'm the I'm the penalty. I'm the fluffer. I fluff the ending. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so I'm sure. Uh, yes. Uh, but I'm happy to hear that you'll be following. And that wasn't to say that it doesn't end that way. I don't know how it ends. See, you're making me nervous. You <laughs> Here's what I'll tell you. I did the second to last episode, and then I just cut bait. I was like, you guys are going to finish the show? All right, I'll see you. I'm out. Signs <laughs> out. This is my contribution. Tell me nothing. I can't be trusted. So I hope it does, too. I'm with you. We're in the same boat. I have no idea. Okay. We believe you. Well, you are. <laughs> but I trust Rob. <laughs> you are definitely invited back. If you want to come back to talk about penultimate episode and wrapping up the show, I mean, we'd, we'd love to have you. I would love to come back. Okay, cool. Well, uh, thank you so much, Diane Ruggiero. Thank Wright, you guys for coming. Ooh, that was good. Did man. I do it? Yes. <laughs> wow, that was awesome. Uh, we really want to thank again for uh, uh, Diane uh, for visiting us on our podcast and uh, talking through five, six, seven, eight with us. And now we're going to get into some feedback. Let's start off with some thoughts from the users. Uh, TV time, where you can find our podcast streaming under the iZombie section. Um, 8Bash says, seriously, she never ceases to impress me. A round of impl- applause for the multi-multi-talented Rose McIver, not to mention how great she looks with this hairstyle and color. Uh, oh my gosh, so cute. <laughs> Wyra says, oh, how I missed cooking with Liv. Uh, vibe, vibe have, I think is, is, is he says, uh, live you incredible zombie. You blew me away. She was freaking incredible and sexy and she can do so many things without breaking a sweat. I just love her. Uh, Victoria says, Robbie sold the show tonight. And he really did. (laughs) And then Sophia says, I was literally laughing so hard with the reverse dirty dancing scene. Clive has some (laughs) moves. Uh, so what else do we have? We, we, we have some emails actually. Um, let me, uh, actually you want to read an email and then I'll get this. We have a voicemail as well. I'll get that ready. 
Sure. I'll read Darren's. Hey, Darren. Darren says, just finished a second watch of last night's episode, and here are my thoughts. First of all, Liv and Clive dancing together was great. They worked off each other so well. Ravi being uncomfortable with his dancing was good comic relief. Michelle coming back into the picture pregnant certainly made things interesting. We'll have to wait to see how it all plays out. Major and Peyton butting heads again, I think, makes for a good storyline. They both know what the other is going through, and they both have a lot of balancing to do with everyone in the city. It makes for a good secondary storyline for the season. A second straight episode without Blaine or Donnie, a little odd to me. Mm. The final scene at the safe house for Barron's memorial really helped to bring everyone closer and help Jordan's brothers realize that not all humans are against them. Looking forward to next week's show, Darren. Thank you, Darren. We are too. This this season, I swear, has just kicked it up a notch with this last episode. (laughs) Here is a voicemail from Jeff. Eventually. Hello, I zombie fans. It's Jeff X Force Eleven. I really enjoyed this episode. I love the dance training sequences with Ravi and Clive, especially, and the music was just so on point in this episode. I mean, the series has a great soundtrack, as uh, our good buddy Robin will attest, and has his Spotify playlist. But uh, it was really on point this episode and I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the kind of back and forth between Peyton and Major and them kind of coming together to to do the solution there. I really enjoyed the boys learning that uh, the racism in the, I guess, speciesism isn't totally what it's cracked up to be and seeing that there are humans that are good. And so I, I I really enjoyed the episode. I felt like, I don't know, I felt a little cheated. I thought it could have been a little bit better with the the dancing and uh, seeing a little more of that. But it was kind of the B story in in a lot of ways. But I really dug the episode, and I'm glad we've got this season going along at full steam. All right, X-Force 11 out. (laughs) Thanks, Jeff. You just actually reminded me, I really got to get cracking on... uh updating my Spotify, my iZombie po- uh, podcast Spotify playlist, uh, because I don't have anything from season five in there just yet. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, I'm slacking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I'm going to read this one from Maddie, who, by the way, is an official member of Team Z-Watch. Um, Team Z-Watch rewatched the entire series over the uh, Rabbit service. That must have been the... Uh, Vuvuzelas for hashtag uh, Team Z Watch. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that is. What? <laughs> <laughs> Team Z Watch is, uh, we did the rewatch over. No, you said that must have been the what? The Vuvuzelas? What is that? The, the horns they do at the soccer games? Did you, did you hear the ambulance going by? Oh. Folks, if you didn't hear an ambulance going by, uh, you're probably just as lost as stuff. There was, there was, anyway. All right, let me just get some baddies. <laughs> Hello, Robin and Steph. Long time no see. You still can't see us. It's been quite a while since I sent one of these, but I will try to keep it as short as possible. First of all, I'd like to thank Diane Ruggiero for blessing us with quality clavioli content. 
Every scene with these three reminds us how deep their friendship has developed throughout the seasons. I bet Raul, Malcolm, and Rose had the time of their lives while filming this episode. Yes, uh, this I'll just do a little insert here. If you're on Instagram, you need to friend yourself five years behind the brains. Um, this is a uh, guy named Chris who worked on the iZombie set, and he is constantly posting behind-the-scenes content and not just pictures, videos. Um, this week, he actually posted a lot of uh, uh, Rose and Rel and Clive, like, uh, sorry, Rose and Rel and Malcolm practicing uh, their dance moves. And uh, there you could tell lots of laughs are happening behind the camera. <laughs> so, uh, second, I loved how neither Major or Peyton were completely right or wrong in their argument. I've been figuratively dying for a scene with these two since the pilot. You can see how the pressure of trying to keep New Seattle from falling apart has them react in ways maybe they wouldn't if the risks weren't so high. Lastly, Bozzano broke my heart. I certainly wasn't expecting Michelle to come back, and certainly not the way she did, but seeing Dale be the greater person toward another expectant mother was heartwarming. I hope things work out well for Clive and Dale, because they're one of my all-time favorite ships. Hashtag Bosno Endgame. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the victim of the week was Moose from Riverdale. Poor guy, he gets tormented out of Riverdale only to get killed in New Seattle. R.I.P. Gulliver. And that's about it. Thank you guys for working hard on the podcast. You might see a couple of reviews from your Mexican friend as the season goes by. Keep up the good work. Love, Maddie. Thanks, Maddie. I really uh, do appreciate any sort of reviews we get. Uh, I guess I must have to check. Is there an iTunes Mexico that I'd have to check? Hmm. Maybe. Probably. Yeah. I know there. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Uh, I will read Dave's. Dave says, Robin and Steph, I can totally see why this was a favorite episode to film. It seems like they had so much fun filming this. The scenes of Ravi, Clive, and Liv practicing in the morgue were just wonderful. The actual performance was kind of a letdown, though. Well, they just had to be adequate. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it was good to see Vision still being a thing and actually leading to solve the case. Yes, That part of the story had a real early series vibe to it yes mm-hmm. all the co- uh, all the all the sequence all the sequences at the school were tough kids can already be harsh adding zombieism into the mix is just one more difficulty mm. i know kids are mean the clive michelle dale interactions were some wonderful acting they really were i loved clive taking notes during the class he really does care and that instructor instructor anyone else want to slap her for being so rude to michelle for not having a partner and that final scene where dale invites michelle over such a wonderful thing to do nip tuck nip tuck though perhaps the writers were trying to drag it out or just have no idea but dna tests on an unborn baby are very safe and, and unobtrusive Wonderful episode, Dave. Well, thanks, Dave. I didn't know that. Yeah, but, I mean, might as well just wait. Let's move on to uh, an email from JD. JD says, uh, Hey, 
Freezing zombies. Robin pointed out something to me that I missed in episode two. The two zombies who did the drive-by were getting injected just outside of a room that appeared to be a body storage locker. That pretty much tells us the writers did not forget freezing. Fillmore Graves seemingly has rejected the idea of freezing zombies that they cannot feed. They haven't said why, but I can think of a couple reasons why this might be. One, the army might be tempted to think the city could be overrun easily in really cold weather. The idea being the zombies would be seriously weakened in the cold. Two, after the takeover, it would make the threat of hungry zombies moot. Not enough brain, Seattle? Well, then freeze your starving undead, saith the feds. That weakens the threat. (laughs) Okay, so B, uh, Jessica Harmon, Dale Bazio. They have done more good stuff with her in these three episodes than all of last season. I even like the second possible pregnancy angle. C. Ravi and the CDC. I wonder if he has told them of the original cause, Tainted Leutopium and Max Rager, and the freezing issue, given that he seems not to have mentioned the Freilich Syndrome brain, my guess is no. Yeah, these are good things to be thinking of. Uh, D. The dance training sequence with Liv, Ravi, and Clive. I thought by including Clive this was much more effective and I enjoyed it a lot. I'm guessing this was a shout out to Footloose and to a lesser extent Dirty Dancing for those who haven't seen those movies. E. I'm really hate- I'm really getting to hate Dolly What's-Her-Name, which means the writers and the actress are doing a good job. <laughs> F. I'm glad they addressed Jordan's two brothers. That was a loose end that needed attending to. And they did it in such a way they also addressed the discrimination problem. But why aren't these kids in classes with the other Fillmore Graves kids we saw in Season 3, Episode 1? Best regards, J.D.? I guess because these kids are passing. Yeah. Trying to to pretend they're human. Hmm. Yeah, not That's sure. what I thought. Yeah, uh, maybe... Uh, I got Facebook open. I got Facebook feedback. Facebook feedback from, oh, Jeff, Jeff Jutry, X-Force 11, says to, for you to enjoy the concert. Uh, <laughs> Did. <laughs> James says that was an outstanding episode, easily the best thing I can remember since season two. <laughs> uh, Josh says this episode reminded me of the Chuck episode, Chuck versus the Tango. <laughs> I can see that the whole cast had fun with this. I think... The Clive may have another baby with a woman other than Dale storyline is shoehorned for the sake of drama and cliche. I miss seeing Blaine. Hopefully he shows up in the next episode. I miss the murderous psychopath villain character. Oh, was I miss the villainous psychopath villain character? What's wrong with me? It's because Blaine is he, David Andrews is so good. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it's shoehorned. In. I think it's that's good drama. I think it would feel cliche and it would feel like we're doing this for the sake of drama if it went the more cliche direction, which yes. is, you know, Dale. The jealousy. Jealousy, they break up or something mm-hmm. like that, you know. I'm not, I, I, I'm sure this is not all, this is, we're not going to let this lie. This is not going to just, this isn't gone away. This isn't fixed, but it also shows Dale as a, a, better character than just, you know, the cliched version. Mm-hmm. So I was happy to see that. All right. Is that it for feedback? Oh, no. Uh, James, uh, James uh, replies to Josh's uh, comment says that he disagree, uh, disagrees on the second baby. The seed was planted in season four. P.I. 
I don't know, but I, I'm wondering. Oh, yes, pun intended. I was going to say that. Oh. That is a definite <laughs> pun right there. <laughs> and I like that it gives Dale another story. Yes, whatever gives Dale Bazio more screen time. That's all mm-hmm. I care for. Mm-hmm. And so James says, why MMV? Your mileage may vary. Oh. I'm teaching you all the things today. <laughs> yeah, I'm so old. And then Josh uh, says, I've seen it on so many other shows like Arrow and other dramas that it's gotten stale. It just seems like a lazy, easy, lazy way to make drama. Ah, you got to look at the way it's handled, though. Yes, the situation might be some, somewhat tropey, but um, from from the point of you know these characters being characters and not just running through the numbers, I think it's different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so all of a sudden now I'm thinking to myself about uh, Veronica Mars PI and Magnum PI, like Magnum pun intended. What kind of a show <laughs> would that be? <laughs> All right. All right. So that was feedback. And uh, do we want to talk about what's coming on next time on iZombie? Yes. What kind of brain is this? Is this um, intellectual brain? <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. Hey, why don't we listen to this trailer for, okay. the, for the episode Dot Zom? Your time's almost up, zombie. Thursday. That zombie watch website I was telling you about? They're going to out every zombie in the city. Logic dictates if you withhold data, you have reason to hide it. Liv, is this some kind of brain you're on? Yes, I am on a bit of a brain. I, Zombie. Final season continues Thursday, 8, 7 central on The CW. All right, that was the trailer for Dot Zom, uh, also known as Silicon Death Valley. Uh, here's the description. Liv, Clive, and Ravi investigate the suspicious death of Cornell Piercy, the head of Piercy Corp., a successful traffic app company. Melissa Schultz, Cornell's ex-girlfriend, who now runs the company, makes an interesting reveal to Liv and Clive. Meanwhile, Peyton is focusing on maintaining positive zombie PR in the city. Lastly, Blaine is intrigued when he meets Al Bronson, guest star Gage Golightly, of Bluster Magazine, as she is not at all what he was expecting. Michael mm. Will directs, written by John Embaum. Cool. Yeah. So she has Steve Jobs' brain. I'm, I'm thinking something like that, yeah. <laughs> Cornell Piercy. Interesting. Well, I've had the time of my life, and I owe it all to you, Lorelai. I knew you had it in you the entire time. And hey, I thought we were using our special code names on the podcast, Dawson. <laughs> I'm sorry. I I just couldn't do it without you. We should have a secret handshake. There's no need for one. You just have to realize that you are Robin and you are amazing. Nobody puts Robin in a corner. Now let's dance our way off this podcast. Oh my God, Steph, we have the same brain. One, two, three. Back straight. Sorry. You got this. Okay. Okay. Yes. And the slide. Great job. Oh, uh, Laura, like, could you help me up? I've got you. Come on. Uh, Thanks. All right. I think I'm ready. You were born ready. Now here I come. Oh, Oh, yes. I did the lift. I did the lift. 
Yes, I'm spinning in the air. It's too bad. This is an audio podcast. You lifted me using perfect form. Yes. <sighs> okay. Uh, oh, wait. Now lift me. Lift, lift me. Wait, what? Here I come. No, wait. Thank you for listening to the iZombie podcast with Robin and Steph. Obligatory contact info in three, two, one, go. Send in your feedback to iZombiePodcast at gmail.com. All of our contact info is on our website, iZombiePodcast.com. You can follow Steph on Twitter at Steph Smith. You can follow Robin at El Robin Yero. Our podcast logo is designed by D. Sheehan. You can find her work at Behance.net slash D. Sheehan. Check out our other podcasts. You can listen to us binge watch through great shows like Dawson's Creek, Smallville, Veronica Mars, and When I Zombie Ends, Kill More Girls. Just subscribe to We Don't Want to Wait on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to check out TV Time. If you want to join a global community of TV watchers where our podcast, among others, is currently streaming, download the TV Time app today. Go to tvtime.com for more details. Please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We do this in our spare time, so your ratings and reviews are much appreciated. And the only payment we ask are your kind words. And make sure it's on the correct feed. We are the iZombie Podcast with Robin and Seth. And we're done. You think anyone's still listening? Oh, they totally are. Bye, zombie. Live forever! Live forever!